with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And a Tuesday morning after nine, Alan Wishart in the host chair as usual. And we have got a full show, I hope, lined up. I have three guests lined up. And the first one I know is here already. Helen Owen with the Board of Directors of Northern BC Crime Stoppers. Good morning, Helen. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Not too bad and yourself. Very well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a while since we've spoken, and the last time we spoke, it wasn't about Crime Stoppers. Exactly. We spoke many, many times about Relay for Life. Yes. But uh, now it's Crime Stoppers. And, of course, now let's start at sort of the basics, if you will. For people who may not know, what is Crime Stoppers? So Crime Stoppers is an organization. There's actually more than 1,700 Crime Stoppers programs worldwide. And it's it's a place where you can go on our website or phone our toll-free number and you could submit a tip and remain totally anonymous. So it will never come back to, the, to you that you've provided information and it can be forwarded to the, the police and investigated. Okay. Now, is, is it a local number you call or is it a toll-free number or how does that part work? It's a toll-free number, okay. and the number is 1-800-222-TIPS, which is 8477. Nice, easy to remember. Very easy, yes. Okay. Or else you can also go to our website, which is northernbccrimestoppers.ca, and there is a link there where you can submit a tip online. Okay. And as I say, the most important thing is is the tipster remains totally anonymous. Okay, and the website, that's all one word, right? Northern BC yes. Crime Stop is a very long word, but it's one word. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, one thing, I think I've asked this before to people who have interviewed with Crime Stoppers. Um, are you one of the many local groups that's looking for volunteers, or because it's a 1-800 number, I'm guessing you don't need people answering the phones? Um, we don't, uh, the local board of directors does not, does not handle that part. We have a, a, there's a coordinator that handles the confidential information, but we are definitely looking for volunteers. Um, our board, we, we're in, we're in dire need of volunteers right now. And because we expanded two years ago and we now cover the entire north, so we serve over 30 communities in northern BC. So we need volunteers all over northern BC. Um, with, you know, with the last few years where we've had to meet virtually and things like that, it's made it very easy for people to come together. Mm-hmm. You know, the board, we still meet via Zoom and it works very, very efficiently. So if anyone out there is listening and interested, <laughs> we would be most happy to, to have some new, new volunteers on our board. And I'm guessing anybody who is interested, same website, northernbccrimestoppers.ca. Uh, well, absolutely. Or the other thing, I don't have a problem with, I can give you my phone number. And if anyone mm-hmm. is interested in further information, they can certainly reach out to me. Okay. Okay. My number is 250-961-1342. Okay. That's and I'm sounds... hoping my phone rings off the hook. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not right now because it would mean they weren't listening to the rest of the interview, but... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now... The big thing that's happening this weekend, well, specifically Saturday, is again, you guys are ripping people's papers apart. 
We are. We are having our fall shredded event this Saturday. It's at PGFS. Mm-hmm. From 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, this has this has grown to be an absolutely huge event. Oh. We have two of them: one in April, one in September. And our last couple have been record-breaking events where we've raised in the spring. We raised over six thousand dollars. Wow! Which is huge. So um, people can come to the school. They can bring their their documents to be shredded. We ask for a minimum donation of $5 per bag or box, and we're happy to look after that. Our generous sponsors, Shredded Mobile Shredding Services, are on site, Mm -hmm. so you know that your documents are gone safely from the bin right into the shredder, and they are gone. Now, is there a limit as to how many boxes or bags somebody can bring? There is no limit, but uh-huh. we do we do stress that this is not this isn't for businesses to mm. to be disposing of right. you know years worth of documents, mm-hmm. and and the main reason for that is um, as I say, Shredded is a sponsor, so they're doing this as a service service to the community and to support us. Yeah. So um, yeah, we ask people be respectful of that. Now, was one of the reasons for the record amount of donations, as you said, the last couple, possibly being that with COVID, with people spending more time at home, some of them may have said, you know, maybe I'll clean out my den now and get rid of a bunch of stuff. I do think that that's part of it. But, you know, we thought that we thought that at the first, mm-hmm. our first shredded event during COVID. And then the second one was even bigger. So I, I don't know. I think wow. people are very, very generous and very supportive in our community. Mm-hmm. And they uh, are happy to get rid of things in a, in a safe manner as well as support. We're a great organization. And the other thing that we should maybe mention before we go any further is it's taking place from 10 until 2. So that's right over the lunch hour, isn't it? Exactly, and our wonderful friends at Mr. Mike's, who are also very, very generous uh, sponsors of, of Northern BC Crime Stoppers, they are going to have their community barbecue on site, and um, it will be available so you can go and get a Mike burger for your lunch between 10.30 and 1.30. Okay. They ask for a minimum $5 donation. Again, um, a lot of people are very generous mm-hmm. with, with that, and we all know that Mr. Mike burgers cost a lot more than $5. Yes. So we encourage people to be generous when they're making their donations for lunch as well. Now, one thing that just occurred to me is I went to PGSS mumbly mumble years ago. I don't want to put a number on it. <laughs> and there are actually two parking lots there. Which parking oh, lot do you guys now, use? The paved one or the the unpaved one? Now, you're going to really put me on the spot here, Alan, because I'm a little bit directionally challenged. Okay. Um, you know, we do we do have it marked off and lined up. Okay. When you come in, when you come in off the highway, yep. um, you go down. You go down the hill. Okay. Down to the right there and wind around, and there will be volunteers there okay. uh, directing people. And we usually get lined up quite yeah. a bit before ten o'clock. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, I can't be more specific. Yeah, no. But it, you know, it just occurred to me because I say there was the one parking lot, which is sort of where the teachers usually park. But on a yeah. Saturday, they're not going to be there. And then the other no. parking lot was basically for the students and. Strangely enough, the teacher's parking lot was paved and the student parking lot was unpaved. Hmm. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I'm not, 
Sorry. It's good. It's perfect because with COVID, we moved there because we were able to set up a very nice streamlined drive-through process, which was very safe. Mm -hmm. So, um, and PGFF and the school district have been very generous in in their support. So this has worked really well. So we're happy to be continuing on the event there. Now, I just want to jump back quickly to something else with Northern BC Crime Stoppers. One of my favorite questions with a name like that. How do you guys define Northern BC? Like, what area do you cover? I think you said 30 communities, but what area does that cover? Well, I can tell you. We go, um, we're north to the Yukon border, mm-hmm. south to Williams Lake, oh. west to Terrace, okay. and east to the Alberta border. Okay. So essentially, we cover everything. There is still a Crime Stoppers chapter um, operating in Prince Rupert, to my knowledge. Okay. And But other than that, uh, we are it. Wow. Yes, it's a huge area. Yeah. Now, I think you said this happened a couple of years ago, that you guys went from being... Crime Stoppers Prince George to being Northern BC Crime Stoppers. Was part of that maybe because of COVID again, because some of the smaller groups just couldn't handle it anymore? I I think, I mean, I can't speak directly to the specifics. I don't think it was COVID related. I, I think, I mean, it was a struggle for volunteers, essentially. And, you know, when you have, when you have smaller groups who can't get enough volunteers in a small community, we want to continue the program across the region. So, so we just changed it up and, and expanded, regionalized, okay. and so that we could still provide the service. And a lot of those smaller groups were probably quite happy to say, yes, we'll let you take it over. If you need a volunteer here, we can maybe get one or two people, but... We and we would hope that we would hope that we can we can bring in some more volunteers um, from some of the outlying areas because as with any volunteer organization, if we don't have enough volunteers, we're not going to be no. able to to keep up what we do. One other thing that we completely forgot about was we were talking about how people can call in the tips and everything, but there's a little thing that happens after you call in the tip if it leads to an arrest. Uh, well, then there's the process that um, if it does lead to an arrest and a, a conviction, right. then there is the reward system. So then the tipster is eligible to to uh, claim a reward. It, it goes through the process. Mm-hmm. And again, the reward, there is a system for, for um, tipsters to pick up their reward again anonymously okay so yeah. it's not like you guys don't stand on uh, the corner say uh, go back in third just to take an <laughs> intersection at random and say yo i've got the reward here for the guy who i uh, helped us arrest no. john smith no we no. do not do that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would not be the greatest way to do an anonymous uh, donation no. type thing yes no no and uh, and we're very grateful for people for who do come forward when yeah. they have information uh, because it helps keep all our communities safer. Now, how have the numbers been for the number of chips you guys have been getting over the last little while? Oh, you know what? I, I apologize because oh, I don't have the latest sorry. numbers right in front of me. I knew there was something I was forgetting. <laughs> but um, there have been, I can't give you specific numbers, but there have been there have been tips continuing to come in from across the north. Okay. Which is great, and I mean, we we would take as many as we can get because it's it's about keeping communities mm-hmm. safer. Now, just for my reference, for the next time I chat with somebody from Crime Stoppers, 
Is there a way that you guys could sort of break down where the tips come from? Like how many of the tips come from Prince George? How many come from Cornell? Um, how many? Yes, we, we can okay. break that down. Again, I apologize that no, I don't I'm, have No, I'm not that, asking you if I have it right now. I'm just saying yeah. like, you know, for future yeah. reference. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. That is information that we have access to, and, and it's a matter of having the our coordinator can can break that information down for us and mm. and have that. Going forward, we could have that available sure okay now and crime stoppers is it more for people who know about a crime that's been committed because i'm thinking if i actually if i look out the window right now and i see somebody breaking into a building across the street i don't call crime stoppers right no no, no. you would call the police yeah yeah, yeah but sure. if i hear you've got information yeah. about something that's happened or something that's ongoing yeah if i hear a couple of days later that the building across the street got broken into tuesday morning and i remember yeah i saw somebody at the door there mm-hmm. that would be the sort of thing i would call into you guys it might turn out that he was perfectly legitimate but at least yeah. i'm letting you guys know you certainly could yeah okay. something like that absolutely absolutely and i i also just want to give a shout out here again to mm-hmm. everyone who does support us because we do have gen- very generous sponsors and for our shredded event, it's the the shredded mobile right. services, Mr. Mike's, the school district, and PGFS, of course. Yeah. And we also have this last year. We have a new um, a Northern BC supporter. So nice. uh, we were really happy that Canadian Tire Stores across Northern mm. BC came on board very generously to support Crime Stoppers across the north. So um, just a huge shout out for them. They've been great. And our, our vehicle sponsor was Prince, is Prince George Ford. I, you've probably seen the vehicle driving around a few times. A few times, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we are grateful to everyone for their support. And we will also just take cash donations if anybody huh? is, is so inclined. There's a button on our website that they can, they can very easily follow that process. Now, can people do that as well on Saturday, even if they don't have any papers to shred, if they want to come down and just give you guys a donation because you're there? Absolutely. That would be that would be wonderful if someone wanted to do that. And we would just if if someone does want to do that, we just need to would need to get their their information right. so that we could send them a, a tax receipt. Yeah, which you were probably doing anyways for the people who are donating for shredding. Um, no, for shredding, oh. they're they're making a donation, but they're getting a service, okay. so that is not that is not eligible for a tax receipt ah. because you're essentially getting something for your donation. Okay, well, mm-hmm. actually, you're getting rid of something for your donation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so Helen, again, let's go over the shredded event when yes. and where this Saturday. September 24th, between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., it's at PGFS parking lot. Mm-hmm. And lunch will be served by Mr. Mike's between 10.30 and 1.30. Um, $5 donation per bag or box of shredding and another $5 donation for a Mike's burger. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you feel extra generous and want to donate a little more, that would be greatly You guys aren't going to say, no, 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 no. And, and if anyone is attending, the shredded event and is interested in in volunteering for crime stoppers please just ask one of the volunteers mm-hmm. we'd be happy to take your contact information and um you know get give you further information and if anybody is looking for general information about northern bc crime stoppers how do they find it the best place to find it is to go on our website at northernbccrimestoppers.ca 
Helen Owen with Northern BC Crime Stoppers. Thank you very much for taking the time to bring us up to date on what's happening. Thank you so much, Alan. You have a good day. You too. T- take a quick break and be back with more after nine. There's a river of birds in migration, a of women with wings. Wings, a series of news and current affairs programs by and about women around the world. Produced and distributed by the Women's International News Gathering Service. Listen for Wings at its new time, Wednesday nights at 9.30, here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Children are back to school and the weather is turning cooler. Time to make your appointment at Tops and Bottoms. Find your well-fitting, supportive and beautiful underwear in our store at 2nd and Victoria. We are here to help make your shopping experience a victory. Schedule a fitting appointment with your service expert online at topsandbottoms.ca or call 250-614-1553. Tops and Bottoms, continued support for the women of Prince George. Be part of an unforgettably uplifting experience. The World Religions Conference invites you to celebrate their 17th anniversary. Join them at 4 Sunday afternoon in the conference room at Trinity United Church, 3555 Fifth Avenue, for a free dinner and a discussion on combating racism. Connect with others who share the passion to promote mutual respect and understanding at one of the largest multi-faith events of its kind in Canada. For more information and to register online, visit worldreligionsconference.ca. Forecast for Environment Canada, sunny today, wind becoming south 20 this afternoon and a high of 17. Tonight clear, fog patches developing overnight, south winds becoming light this evening, a low of zero with a risk of frost. For Wednesday, mainly sunny and a high of 19. It's after 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And I will just preface this next uh, guest by saying that on Sunday morning, my mom, who lives just off of Aspica, happened to be looking out her front window, and she saw a rather large black bear walking across the street, just out on the lawns and everything. Uh, speaking with Lisa from Northern Bear Awareness, is this a fairly common sight this time of year? Yes, uh, the bears are out for the their fall hyperphagia, where they are looking for as much food as they possibly can to fatten up for their winter hibernation. And it's up to us to make sure they don't find the food in our backyard. Exactly. They uh, find that um, when they come into our communities that they can easily find lots of food. Uh, food options for them that are high in calories, Mm -hmm. uh, such as our garbage and Mm. our apple trees and fruit trees, our barbecues, compost, any pet food that's left outside. These are all uh, high attractants that uh, bring the bears into our our neck of the woods. And my understanding is bears, they are very intelligent and they also have very good memories in terms of where they found food in the past. That is very true, yes. The bears will repeatedly come back uh, looking for those same attractants. As well, they also teach their young that they can find uh, resources in town. So it's generational. So that's why we are highly encouraging everyone to secure their attractants and hopefully uh, end some of that cycle. So now, what has the bear count, if you will, been like this summer and early fall? Have, Have there been more bears than normal? 
it's it's hard to gauge because mm-hmm. while there might be a particularly higher number of calls into the COS and the bylaws, um, it's hard to determine if it's the same bear mm-hmm. uh, in the same neighborhood and multiple people calling, or if it's multiple bears that that are seen. Um, so it's it's not an easy way to determine if there's more bears than than normal. Mm. Uh, We are in a a great bear habitat. We, Mm. uh, with the two rivers converging, this is uh, prime bear habitat. And of course, with our expanding um, urban areas, we are taking over more and more of their space. Now, would it make it easier if we figured out a way to put name tags on the bears as we saw them? They, we have done some tagging in the past, yeah. and that does help to identify the bears, and especially if, if the same um, uh, identifiers, even if it's their markings on, on their fur, uh, it does help the seals to identify if it is the same bear that is um, repeatedly getting into attractants. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are, there are some pros to doing that, yes. But the bigger the bigger thing is we need to secure, be responsible for for our attractants and what is bringing them um, around. Yeah. Now, are there areas of the city that are more prone to seeing bears come through? Certainly, the ones that back onto green green belts mm. and green spaces are going to be, be um, higher uh, areas of incidences. Mm-hmm. But we also do get bears that are that come right into the middle of downtown into into the bowl. Uh, they come up from the river. They go swimming through through the river. So um, we have a, a map on our website that you can take a look at that we update uh, just about yearly that has the uh, bear incidences. So that's where. Um, uh, bear calls calls have been made into the COs and they've been mapped on on uh, the city of Prince George. So you can see where the high incidences of reporting um, occurs, and these are mostly just sightings, yeah. not necessarily incidences of in, um, human bear interact. Yeah, confrontations or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. Now, if you see a bear, mm-hmm. like my mum did, where it was across the street and it was just walking along, wasn't bothering anybody, what do you do? Well, you need to kind of gauge the, the level of, of the situation. Mm-hmm. If they're just passing by, I mean, again, we, we live in, in bear and wildlife habitat and foxes and deers and moose and all that. Um, so from a safe, the best, the best thing to do is from a safe location, we want to make sure that your safety is, is yeah. important. Um, it's to try to, to scare them off. So banging pots, speaking in a loud, firm voice, um, making making noise to make them uncomfortable. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't always work. Unfortunately, <laughs> lots of bears um, have become conditioned yeah. and are a lot more com- comfortable and confident um, being in the neighborhoods. And so sometimes, unfortunately, that doesn't work. And that's where, you know, we, we are get more concerned because the more... Uh, bold they become, the mm-hmm. the more trouble, if you will, that yeah. they they find themselves in, and that's that's what leads to the COs having concerns for um, the, the the safety of the the public, and mm-hmm. will set out the trap to catch them and euthanize them. Now, how do you have any numbers at this point on how many bears have been taken away this year? Uh, I don't have that no. information on hand. No. Didn't think so because again, we're still just partway through the season, really. Yeah, yeah. The, unfortunately, the the fall is 
going to be um, tends to be a higher um, incidences yeah. of of trapping and in, in euthanasia due to the fact that they are the um, looking for food and and will be coming into the city more and more. So we want you to secure your garbage, whether that is in a shed or a garage, whether you can uh, don't have that space if you put a ratchet strap on it, or we also suggest freezing uh, smelly food until garbage. Mm. And then yeah. it's very important not to put your garbage out early, right. not the night before, not the middle of the night. There are bylaws in place that um, mm. state how early you are allowed to put your garbage out on the day of of garbage pickup. Now, fruit trees, because that was another attractant you mentioned. What can people do about that? Like, especially if their fruit tree has been really doing well and there's no way they can eat all that fruit. Yeah, so we are partnered up with Northern Light, Northern uh, Lights Estate Winery, and they are um, still currently having, um, accepting apples I believe they're still accepting accepting good apples for winemaking and mm-hmm. then the not-so-good uh, mm-hmm. apples for livestock. Now, obviously, if they're too bruised and mushy, then, then that's not of, of any use. So you can still drop them off there. The Northern Lights uh, uh, Wildlife Sanctuary is partnered up with Banstra for delivering well-packaged boxes of apples to the wildlife sanctuary there for the bears and other wildlife um, that they are taking care of there. But the bigger question is, is if you have fruit-bearing trees that you can't utilize all the fruit mm. on, then you need to consider whether or not it is worth still having the tree or oh. whether it might be a consideration to uh, place it with a, a more ornamental uh, hmm. tree. Okay. So now, and now I think the other thing you were talking about was bird feeders. Mm-hmm. Is that one where it's okay, maybe wait a couple of weeks later into the fall or winter before you put them out just to make sure the bears are gone? Yeah, so definitely into the the winter. So once the, the, the snow comes and it's been around and the temperatures are low, it's quite often even with snow on the ground, it's not quite the, the indicator. Um, you'll see a lot of um, bears still around even while oh. it's cool out that are looking to get their last bit of, of, mm-hmm. uh, of meals in. So typically it's the single male bears that will be out the the longest. So the best is wait until the end of November and then from December, January, February, and depending on how spring goes, March. Those are times that you can definitely put the feeders out for the birds. That's when the birds need the feeders more so than in the spring and summer uh, and fall time. There's plenty of natural sources for the birds. Um, But if you um, are really adamant about having a feeder out, then we ask you to bring it in at night from dusk until until morning. Then that will at least help reduce the the number of incidences that a bird feeder might bring in. I know that there's lots of people out there it's like I've never had a problem with a bear uh-huh. but it's not a matter of, of you know it hasn't happened it's a matter of when is it going to happen yes and you don't want to take your word feeder in at night go out in the morning and have the bear standing there going well it's about time you got here <laughs> exactly yes now is there anything else that people need to be aware of in terms of attractants like we've covered sort of garbage fruit trees mm-hmm. bird feeders is there anything else that people need to be aware of 
Yeah, some of the the less um, obvious ones would be compost. We um, want to make sure that you're covering fresh compost with um, leaves or grass cuttings and that you're mixing it at least once a week so that it's one, compost faster, and two, the the odors are, are less apparent. Right. And also barbecues are um, a common attractant. And so, you know, this one's a tough one. I'm I'm not so great at it myself, I'll admit, but, you know, (laughs) making sure that you're cleaning your barbecue regularly, the dripping tray gets cleaned out, putting a cover on it so that, uh, I mean, again, bears have a great sense of smell. So, I mean, it's not going to completely get rid of it, but help reduce the sense of smell by having a cover on your barbecue. And then um, another one is... um, People that leave pet food out for, for uh-huh. their pets, um, right. that can be an attractant as well. So, again, bringing it in during the night, um, leaving it, if you need to leave it out, then it's just during the, the daylight hours yeah. um, to reduce it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if people want more information about how to keep bears aware, away from their backyards, front yards, neighborhoods, where can they find it, Lisa? So our website is northernbearawareness.com, and there's lots of information on there. You can also find us on Facebook, Northern Bear Awareness um, Society. Uh, we also have a, a Prince George Fruit Exchange page on mm-hmm. Facebook to okay. help uh, connect people that have fruit or looking for fruit. And then um, on those those various sites, you can also find our phone number and our email address as ways of getting hold of us. Okay, Lisa with Northern Bear Awareness, thank you very much for bringing us up to date on what's happening this summer and summer and fall and how we can keep ourselves bear safe. You're very welcome. One other note is well, also pumpkins are an attraction. Oh, okay. You keep your pumpkins inside until Halloween and then dispose of them properly shortly after Halloween. Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Have a great day. You too. Take a quick break and be back with more after 9. The Community Radio Fund of Canada is seeking nominations for positions on its board of directors. By becoming a part of the CRFC, you can help strengthen local broadcasters in the Canadian media landscape. Candidates are needed with general experience in financial administration, broadcasting, legal issues, and knowledge of CRTC and Industry Canada broadcast regulations. Full details are available at crfc-fcrc.ca slash en slash 2850. Applications will be accepted through September 30th. The Prince George Community Radio Society's AGM is set for Tuesday, October 25th. The Society is the managing entity of 93.1 CFIS-FM. The AGM will include a look back and a look ahead for the station, plus the election of board directors. For more information, call 250-563-2347 or email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. It's the AGM for the Prince George Community Radio Society, 7 o'clock, Tuesday, October 25th. 25th at 1299 Third Avenue. Attendance by Zoom is also available. Learn to build realistic plans for attracting diverse sources of revenue with Vantage Points raising the right revenue. This eight-session fund development lab is for executive directors and those responsible for the financial sustainability of their not-for-profit organization. Registration and full details are available through the All Labs link under training at thevantagepoint.ca. Raising the right revenue, a fund development lab. Thursday afternoons from 1 to 4 starting October 6th through thevantagepoint.ca. The Grizzly Bear Foundation is a charitable organization dedicated to the welfare of the grizzly bear across North America. 
Guided by science and indigenous knowledge, the Grizzly Bear Foundation works collaboratively with indigenous partners to support the conservation of grizzly bears through research, public education, and advocacy. Indigenous-led conservation encoded within traditional teachings, song, dance, art, and laws of First Nations serves as an essential knowledge in grizzly bear conservation. For more information on the Grizzly Bear Foundation, visit grizzlybearfoundation.com. Featuring the people who make things happen in Prince George, you're listening to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. And apparently, I am to some extent being replaced at this point. Well, yes and no. Okay. Uh, one thing that I, I think we should uh, uh, point out, you were asking which parking lot. Yes. The, uh, they're not using the parking lot. Okay. So neither of the parking lots. Mm-hmm. They're using the front of the... St- of, of the of the uh, oh, of the, just the school. The so drop, it's the, basically a drive-through. The school, the school bus drop-off yeah, area. Yeah, okay, no, but you're not turning into any of the parking lots okay. because then you've got people yeah. coming and going. You come in one way, you go out okay. the other way. Thank it's you. Just a drive-through. No. Well, I, I thought I would uh, remind you what Ron Palillo told us weeks, months ago. Yes. <laughs> that's how they're doing it. Yeah. And that's why they like actually using PGSS now yeah. is because it's set up in that kind of way where you can just do a, a drive through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bear awareness. Yes. One thing you may want to consider is having someone from uh, the conservation services in oh. to talk about that as well. Yeah. Because uh, Northern Bear Awareness doesn't necessarily have those numbers no. at, on hand. But the conservation officers would definitely yes. know how many bears have been put down this yeah. year, uh, what how many the, been trapped what the numbers yeah. normally are, what, you know, yeah. are we uh, experiencing, a, experiencing a higher bear year than normal no. or lower? Are we having bears go up to people's house and knock on the door and say, you got any food? Yeah. Which exactly. is a little, I, would that be considered aggressive bear behavior? Yeah. I mean, they're coming right up to your door, but they are asking for food politely. Yeah. So anyway. Anyways, moving so, on along. Uh, other things coming up, and, yes. and we have uh, been running ads for this one. It's the 17th anniversary of the World Religions Conference oh, yes. that is coming up on Sunday. Yeah. And their theme this year is combating racism. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, free to yep. take part, and there's a free dinner, and you get a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, taking place at uh, Trinity United, and I. I didn't realize until I, I was doing this uh, <laughs> announcement, there's two Trinity Uniteds in Prince George, <laughs> because what used to be Knox United Church right. is Trinity United Downtown. Okay. Uh, the uh, main one, though, is still uh, 3555 Fifth Avenue, which, if I remember correctly, is uh, uh, on 5th between Aspeak and, and Tabor. Yes. So yeah. uh, it's the big one up there. So Trinity United is split. Kind Never of, mind. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's Sunday, 4 o'clock, yeah. and you can register and find out all the details on their website, uh, worldreligionsconference.ca. I've noticed we're getting a lot of long uh, website addresses today. <laughs> well, I don't mind website ad- addresses that are long as yeah. long as... They make sense. It's something that you can remember easily, yeah. right? Like, like PG Crime Stoppers, Northern, Northern BC Crime Stoppers, Northern Bear Awareness, yeah, World yeah. Religions Conference, as long right. as you know. Yeah. yeah. And if it's tied into the organization, that's fine, yeah. too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also coming up uh, a week from this 
weekend. Yeah. Uh, the South Bowl Community Association doing oh, a 30th right. annual Antiques and Collectibles yes. Fair. That's going to be at the Roller Dome. Yep. And uh, promises to be a huge event uh, this year on the Saturday and Sunday, October 1st and 2nd. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, that's a long weekend too, of sorts. Yes, because I think. Because the 30th is the, uh, right. National Day they of Reconciliation. Truth and Reconciliation, Truth and yes, yeah. on the Friday. And, uh, we'll actually be taking that day off. We didn't last year, but that was because the city hadn't no. got, made that step. Yeah. Uh, we kind of follow the city's, uh, well, the garbage collection is <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. what we, we use. Yes. Uh, so they're, they're jumping on board with that. So we'll have that Friday off. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, a week from this Friday. Yes. For the 30th of September. Yes. Yeah, yesterday was the kind of uh, I don't know if I I don't know if awkward's quite the right word, but it was a day where people some people had the day off, some people didn't, and nobody seemed to know what was going and on. And a lot of people had the option. Yes, and so they said, "Sure, I'll take it off." Yeah, I'll take it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I noticed there was not as much traffic downtown oh. as normal, and even in the building here, yeah, uh, we only had uh, I think uh, two people here other than. Uh, yourself and myself wow. and, and the uh, radio people and the various here. volunteers who came in during the day well yeah. no we really there we didn't even have that uh, well. there was the morning show yep. stuff with uh, eric allen yep and and i was here all day yep. and other than that there was uh, two people wow well i shouldn't say that three there was one uh one of the uh uh, tenants that came in briefly. Yep. So, yeah, it was a pretty quiet day yesterday in the uh, Q3. Okay. I think we're about ready for another break. When we come back, uh, we'll hopefully be talking to somebody from Theatre Northwest after 9. Save the dates. The BC Natural Resources Forum is returning to Prince George for an in-person event January 17th to 19th at the Civic Centre. The BC Natural Resources Forum offers a positive, non-partisan arena to discuss and learn firsthand the latest news, trends and opportunities linked to the resources sector in BC and across Canada. Registration and full details are available at bcnaturalresourcesforum.com. The 20th anniversary BC Natural Resources Forum, January 17th to 19th at the Civic Center. Get the motivation you need to be active with Active Aging Society's Choose to Move, a free program supporting seniors to become and stay active. Choose to Move will develop a personal action plan to help meet your goals. Choose activities you like and receive one-on-one coaching and group support while learning new ways to live a healthier, more active life. A new session starts October 1st at the YMCA. Choose to Move. To register, call Lisa at 778-281-0694. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is holding regional healthy living training sessions in person this fall. The sessions are complimentary for those working within Indigenous communities who want to deliver an Honour Your Health Challenge or Indigenous Run, Walk, Wheel program. The Northeast Region session will be at the Coast Hotel in Prince George on October 4th and 5th. Regional healthy living training sessions in person this fall from iSpark. More information and registration details are available at ispark.ca. Forecast from Environment Canada. Sunny today, wind becoming south 20 this afternoon and a high of 17. Tonight clear, fog patches developing overnight. South winds becoming light this evening, a low of zero with a risk of frost. For Wednesday, mainly sunny and a high of 19. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Okay, one thing I would just like to mention because it uh, just happened on the weekend, actually. Um, Tom Massich. 
passing away. Yes. Yes. Obviously, very well-known uh, sports figure in town. That being <laughs> Massage Place Stadium would be a bit of a clue towards that. Um, involved with, especially the track and field club for years well, and basketball years. basketball and, and yes. track and field. Uh, yeah. A lot of people forget about his involvement in basketball because track became such a huge oh. part of uh, his and and his family's life. Yes. Uh, and uh, full disclosure, Tom, uh, an uncle of mine, ah. my my dad's sister, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's uh, Anne Massage. Okay. And, of course, uh, all the cousins and everyone. Oof. So, yeah, yeah a, a huge con- contributor to uh, minor sports in Prince George. Uh, I never was involved in any of those sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was more aware of uh, Tom from, uh, I think, what everyone will also uh, remember him for is uh, really corny sense of humor. Yeah, um, that's, that, that's a polite way of putting it, Reg, yeah. <laughs> yeah, always always had a, a, a weird uh, joke or two to, to pass along. And, yeah. And, oh, great. Uh, well, I was never involved with track and field or basketball or anything, so I was never involved well, in as like were, a coach or anything. But no, my but, sister was involved with track and field. Yeah. So I would go out sometimes and volunteer when they had local track yeah. meets, and I'm kind of hoping it was Tom's sense of humor when he kept asking me if I wanted to volunteer to be a javelin catcher. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yeah, I can I can see him uh, going there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, but he, no, I, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, he was always more than happy to have me come out. Um, and there was always stuff to do. Oh, yeah. It's and, one of those things. He, and that's uh, one thing about, uh, you know, the uh, Prince George Track and Field Club oh. grew to such an extent. I yes. mean, that's one of the reasons that we even have Massage Place Stadium yeah. is because the local club was so well-organized and mm-hmm. grew so big yeah. that they needed a venue, right? Yeah, they needed the venue. And then, of course, they also needed to put in the new track at the venue mm-hmm. for the, I think that was for the summer games, wasn't it? Um, or I think yeah. it was in before yeah, that, it, but it, it was, was one of the it things. Was one, yeah, yeah. The, it was it, a big uh, games event yes. that uh, sort of was the the target for building that, that yeah. facility. But certainly the demand was there in a oh, large yeah. part because of, of the work that Tom and Anne yeah. and, and the, well, uh, the whole family yes. did over the years or have done over the years. Yeah. And, of course, now it's Masters Place Stadium is used for more than just track. I think it used to be used for track and high school football, and that was about it. Well, but, yeah, and, and now, now the uh, field. You see soccer. Yeah. Uh, the Kodiaks. Yeah, rugby yeah. Uh, gets a lot of use out of that uh, yeah. stadium as well. So uh, Yeah, it gets a lot of use because it is, it's a top-notch facility. Yeah. With- and, and that, uh, I, I'm, if I remember correctly, uh, Tom was very much involved in, in the design of it. Yes. You know, had a lot of input on that. Yeah. So that, that's uh, kind of nice that, uh, that uh, the push... What was it about ten years ago, or to have it renamed? Yes, yeah, yeah. I remember it was uh, Dan Rogers was the mayor at the time, Mm -hmm. and the uh, opening ceremonies he uh, inadvertently called it the Tom Massage Memorial, (laughs) and and Tom stepped up and he said, "Well, uh, uh, thank you, Dan, but uh, it's a little premature." (laughs) Do you know something I don't? (laughs) So yeah, eighty six. Yes, uh, and in pretty good health up until about. I'm going to say five years ago, even two years ago, uh, uh, 
I, I, I didn't get a chance to visit with them un, until, uh, well, it was just uh, the year before the pandemic mm, broke. Yeah. I hadn't uh, hadn't stopped by to see them since due to yes. concerns of the pandemic and whatnot. Uh, and he wasn't driving at the time, mm-hmm. but um, otherwise uh, fully functional, yeah. a little slower, uh, but still mentally sharp. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I had the chance to meet and interview um, some of his kids mm-hmm. and uh, the in-laws for various sports. Yeah. Because the other sport they got, the kids got involved with, Tom wasn't so much, speed skating. Yes. The Blazers Speed Skating Club, yeah. a couple of the Massages the were involved yeah. with, yep. And, a couple, and I know at least one of the grandchildren as well. I interviewed Sylvia a couple of times. Yeah. As a speed skater. So... Yeah. And and Sylvia, uh, we had uh, uh, Mike McGuire was in last yeah. night to to uh, take part in one of our other shows. Yeah, and uh, he mentioned knowing Sylvia because mm. she was on the Wheeling Warriors. She yes. joined them. This I think this uh, was her second year. Was it her yes. second year? Well, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, part yeah. of the Wheeling Warriors, yeah. and of course uh, she's gone into radio as I, well. I was going to say is that I I. That's when I started to have my doubts about because she'd always struck me as being a very intelligent until, girl, until intelligent young radio. woman. When yeah. I interviewed her for the speed skating stuff, then I heard she wanted to go into radio. And I was going, "What?" <laughs> yeah, well, but she'll be she'll be good because she's very, very outgoing, very enthusiastic about things. So um, no, but yeah, just very unfortunate that uh, Tom passed away. Hmm. Again, it happens to everybody, though. And and we'll, uh, I haven't heard any word of a, of a I service think or anything. I, heard, well, I think I heard one thing on um, a news story on <clears throat> another, another station. radio station. Um, I believe it was they were saying at the family's request, no service. Oh, okay. Yes, I believe. That's so I'm not too sure. We'll have to maybe check up on that. Um, we will. I think I can say this with some certainty. We will be sort of covering this a little bit more fully, if you like, Thursday on our sports show. Yeah. Because we're scheduled to have uh, Brian Martinson, longtime coach with the track and field club, in to talk about his memories of Tom. Yeah. As a coach and as a mentor, I guess, as much as anything, and as a friend. Yeah. Well, I noticed on Facebook quite a few uh, different posts, oh. uh, tributes and whatnot, and one from uh, the Timberwolves, mm. uh, Yes, the basketball connection there, Yeah, and I, I don't doubt that there will be a moment of oh. silence yes. uh, beginning of the season for yeah. uh, their first home games. Yeah, I'm wondering if the soccer teams might at their next home games even do a moment of silence, because they're going to be playing yeah. at Massage Place Stadium. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So, um, I think... We may as well go to our break, and we will be back with some more after nine. College of New Caledonia's Continuing Education is offering Joint Occupational Health and Safety Committee Fundamentals, October 11th to 14th. This online course is designed for new Occupational Health and Safety Committee members or current members seeking a refresher. The course meets the new mandatory minimum training requirements for new Joint Committee members. Registration and full details are available through Continuing Education at CNC. Registration deadline for Joint Occupational Health and Safety Committee Fundamentals is October 6th. 
create your own GIF with Christina Watts Tuesday, December 6th from 6 to 8. Have fun creating an animated GIF to use with a wide variety of applications. It's a great way to wow your friends and family and add some personality to your messages. Registration and full details are available through the Arts North link at studio2880.com. Create your own GIF with Christina Watts, Tuesday, December 6th from 6 to 8 at Studio 2880. Get a group of friends together or get in some family bonding time during Scavenger Weekend at Hubble Homestead. This self-guided activity will have you exploring the homestead while the leaves change color in the background. Admission is by donation. A beautiful way to enjoy the homestead in all its fall splendor. Scavenger Weekend, Saturday and Sunday from 10.30 to 4 at Hubble Homestead, 40 kilometers north off Highway 97 on Mitchell Road. The Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation is once again delighted to partner with all local Tim Hortons locations for their annual Smile Cookie campaign. Through Sunday, purchase a Smile Cookie at Tim Hortons for just $1 to help support patients in the pediatrics unit at UHNBC. 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation. The annual Smile Cookie campaign in support of pediatrics at UHNBC through Sunday at your local Tim Hortons. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. And we are back. Alan Wishart and I may as well just introduce you because you've been talking a bit, Reg Fair. Uh-huh. And um, one thing we... we Better talk about a little bit because, unfortunately, I don't know what's happened, but I was supposed to be interviewing um, Mark Bellamy, who is going to be directing Theatre Northwest's first production of the new season. And it starts Thursday, so we got to get this stuff in. It is Becoming Dr. Ruth. It's basically the uh, Dr. Ruth Westheimer story. Yeah. And there is a lot to it. Well, uh, yeah, and that's... Uh I, I, I know of Dr. Ruth, yeah. the sex therapist yep. with a radio show in, yep. in the U.S., did a lot of TV as well back mm-hmm. in, I think, the 80s was when she really became yeah. prominent. Uh, but, yeah, uh, how she got to there yes. is quite the story, and I, I wasn't aware of that. So no. it's uh, kind of an interesting journey because she was uh, basically from uh, Nazi Germany. Yes, Came out of Nazi Germany, survived the Holocaust, and was in Israel for a while, Mm -hmm. and was actually, I believe she was a sniper in the Israeli army, because everybody there has to take two years of training. Yeah. And she became a sniper. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I think a lot of people might remember about her is um, she's quite short. (laughs) Very short. Yes. Yes. But uh, becoming Dr. Ruth, it's a one-person show. Yeah. And they've had a couple of those recently. Um, in the press release from Theater Northwest uh, with the media release, media release with uh, Dr. with uh, Mark Bellamy, the director, mm-hmm. yeah. says uh, Natasha Gurgis, who plays Dr. Ruth, they've known each other for more than 30 years. Oh, OK. But this is the first time that he's directed a one person show. So yeah. obviously it's the first time he's directed her in. Becoming Dr. Ruth. Now, do you know about the uh, show after that, whether that's a one-person show? Because uh, the one after uh, Becoming Dr. Ruth, they, they've got some big-name celebrities in the first two shows. Yeah. Dr. Ruth, yeah. her story, and then Always Patsy Cline. Yeah, I don't know if that one's... Because I know it basically is the story of... 
a woman. It yeah. basically told through, I think, letters. Well, it's told from. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's it's probably uh, at least two people because it's yeah. told from uh, the point of view of a Texas housewife, Lu, Lu, Louise. Uh, Seeger, yeah. who became very good friends with Patsy Cline, yeah. and you mentioned letters and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so, but but it also ha- is full of Patsy Cline music. So, yeah. I imagine they have someone playing Louise, and then yeah. someone being Patsy as quite the, possibly, as the singer, yeah, right, yeah. So that, that'll yeah. be a good one as well. As long as the line "I'm your number one fan" doesn't come up, I'll be happy. Okay. Yes. But no, that would be unusual, though, if they had two basically one-person shows back-to-back. Yeah. I mean, cuts down on costs well, for them to some extent. Actually, that's probably uh, one reason they're doing these types of shows right now is is to keep the costs down. Yeah. Uh, the less cast members you have to pay, yep. the easier it is to recoup uh, your uh, investment and, and actually make a profit, which, coming out of the pandemic, yes. they're probably... Pretty tight budget-wise these days. I'm wondering if it is also a little bit of, shall we say, COVID protection. Oh, that too. If the rules get a little bit stricter, well, we don't have to worry about our cast members being too close on stage because there's only one cast member. exactly. So, but again, so that starts on Thursday, runs until October 12th, is what they're saying. Becoming Dr. Ruth starts on Thursday. We had been talking about the other show as well, which will be coming... uh, just before Christmas, yeah. they, they, it's been sort of a, uh, a theme that they've got into yeah. where they do a uh, music-centered yeah. show uh, just before Christmas. And Not our, necessarily Christmassy, but no. uh, usually, well, it's been uh, Johnny Cash, yep. uh, the, had, the uh, Golden uh, Quartet yep. was one. Yep. I think Buddy Holly was uh, Some, just a few years Christmas back, as yep. well. So th- that... That uh, that late November, mid December, they they t- try to make a, a musical one in there. So yeah, that's kind of cool. So if you're looking for tickets, obviously yeah, for, for either uh, show. yeah, but uh, theaternorthwest.ca, I believe. No, theaternorthwest.com. That was my second guess. And yeah, uh, and they they also have the season passes yes. as well, right? So yeah, uh, what is it for? Total? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Four, they've gone back. They've got the plates, full. They got the full. Uh, yeah. They got the full schedule on again this year. All four shows. Now, uh, something coming up next week, next Tuesday. In fact, oh. it's the annual general meeting of the Prince George Council of Seniors. Oh, okay. And they're going to be holding that down here at the Brunswick Street Center, so Fourth okay. and Brunswick. Okay. Uh, One thirty. Yeah. So actually, that's kind of cool because you could go early and have lunch there yes and then stick around for the agm yeah uh, they are looking for nominations for the board of directors mm-hmm. uh to to get uh fill out the nomination papers or any of that you want to contact the council of seniors and you can do that um, uh, by stopping by their office mm-hmm. uh, let's see today is the 20th well yes you don't have much time nomination forms have to be in by noon today. Ouch. So, yeah, you'd have to... Get them done in, in a hurry. And get them done uh, this morning. Yes. I believe they open at 10. Yep. And, uh, yeah, get the nomination papers in. So or if, just, you're, if uh, you're at home right now, by the time you get there, they'll be open. Yeah. Yep. Or just um, or just ha- make sure you have your membership up to date and yes. go to the AGM next, uh, next yep. Tuesday, one thirty. 
Uh, one other thing, I don't think we had a chance to mention this, uh, another musical show coming up end of November at CN Center, Boney M. Right. Yes. Uh, I believe it's the 30th. November the 30th, starts at 7.30 p.m. So and the great part about that oh. is because it is November 30th, is you won't just get their regular stuff, yeah. you'll also get the Christmas stuff, uh, yeah. which everybody oh. you know loves <clears throat> loves the Christmas stuff. Yeah, their Christmas stuff is incredible. And it is uh, the original uh, lead singer. Yes, Liz so. Mitchell, I think her name was? Yes. That's not right? Yeah. Well, it still is. Yes. But uh, no, because I know my mom had the uh, CD of their uh, Christmas music, mm-hmm. and that was one that gets still gets played every year a number of times around Christmas at her place. Yeah. Because it, a lot of it is just such happy-go-lucky stuff as well. Yeah. But, and uh, we, no. uh, we have a few tunes in our yes. on-stage spotlight that we're playing. We yep. will uh, add a few of the Christmas songs once we get past Remembrance Day into yes. that rotation. And, uh, and it's, it's funny, the, you know, we're only the end of September, but already, uh, well, mid-September still. Yes. Uh, still... You know, in radio, he's got to get ready for that season. It's, yep. It comes up pretty fast. Another show announced last week, October 28th, I want to say, William Prince, a warm yes. up to Cold Snap. Yes, October 28th. Yeah. And that's at the Playhouse, I think. I think, yeah. yeah. Again, Cold Snap. And that's. Dot CA, I Cold believe. Cold Snap is, Festival. Cold Snap Festival, okay. Dot CA. Yeah. For tickets and yeah, all the all information. The information. And, so, yeah, yeah, Juno Award winner. Yes. And uh, we downloaded a few of his songs yep. to put in our on-state spotlight. And, yeah, really good. Yes. Really good stuff. That's so. what reminded me of it was, I don't think it was earlier today, I think it was yesterday, one of his songs played. And I went, wow. Yeah, yeah I like really this. good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Worth, uh, worth the money. Yeah. That should about wrap it up for today. My thanks to Reg for being here and carrying me for a good chunk of the show. Uh, Kylie Lewis-Holt on tomorrow. After 9. After 9 is a weekday presentation of CFISFM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Eric Allen, Kylie Lewis-Holt, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. This is 93.1 CFISFM Prince George, proudly supported by community groups like the BC Association of Community Response Networks, stopping adult abuse and neglect together.